welcome to Fueling Kentucky, the KPMA podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clark, and in the studio with me today is Scott Hacker with Woodford Oil. Welcome, Scott. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have Scott with us. He is the regional manager for Woodford Oil, and he's based in Danville, Kentucky, and he has been a part of the industry for a long time. Uh, how many years have you been in the petroleum industry? I'm going on about 35. Wow. So you've this has been your primary part of your career, but you've also worked in some other aspects of, uh, of industry, but you've worked around trucks most of your career, right? Grew up in southeast Kentucky, coal mining, everything, saw trucks every day, enjoyed them. I always wanted to be a truck driver growing up, but my mom said I had to go to school. Well, uh, you got to still work with trucks even though you went to school, too, so that's a good thing. And, and I enjoy them. That's sure excellent. Does. Well, uh, Scott is also a KPMA member with Woodford Oil, and uh, so we appreciate all that you do for the association. And he's with us today because we're talking about an, indus- an industry issue that really affects all aspects of petroleum marketing, and that is the truck driver shortage. And uh, this, we have an article featured uh, in our current issue of the Marketer magazine, our summer edition. This is the cover story called The Truck Driver Shortage, Solutions to Bring the Industry Over the Top. And so we're going to talk a little bit about this issue, uh, reference some things that are in the article, and uh, pick Scott's brain a little bit about uh, what that means for uh, the industry here in Kentucky and, and dealing with uh, meeting the need for having truck drivers to help sustain our industry going forward. How big of a problem is this uh, today for for our industry? I feel like it's a very big problem. Uh, a, getting a truck driver, period, but B, getting a truck driver that is trained in the hazmat transportation side of the business is, is very tough. And, uh, you know, I don't Again, as the article relates, I don't see many young people being very interested in learning and getting into the trucking industry, so it makes it difficult to find drivers, and then because of the need for them out there, everybody's looking for them, so it's hard to keep good drivers. Exactly, and within the next decade, uh, the U.S. truck driver shortage is expected to more than double. Uh, The estimates are dire. According to the American Trucking Association, the trucking industry uh, currently needs 48,000 drivers to meet growing demands. And within the next decade, the industry will uh, will need more than 170,000 drivers. Uh, Statisticians also expect the shortage to slow down slightly in the future as U.S.-China trades reduce the demand of freight and as trucking companies increase wages to attract new hires. But this slowing won't be enough to offset the fact that the truck driving industry needs thousands of new drivers. And how are we going to how are we going to find those drivers? You know, that's a good question, Brian. I think uh, education is going to be part of it. I think that uh, for whatever reason, we need to figure out how to reach some of these high school kids getting ready to graduate, trying to make up their mind what they want to do in their life. Uh, you know, I think. The industry as a whole just needs to say, hey, take a look at this. You know, you can make some really good money. Things have changed. I think the stigma of uh, the truck driver overall has definitely changed. The equipment is just unbelievable nowadays. I mean, some of our trucks ride as good as my vehicle rides. Hmm. So, uh, you know, we went from the old uh, 
stiff springs on everything. Everything's air ride now, from the seat to the cab to the chassis to the trailers. And, uh, you know, the electronics in them are just like your vehicle. You know, they have all the navigation stuff, all of the uh, uh, radio stuff, the MP3 players, everything that you could find in a vehicle you can get in a truck now. Well, you mentioned the, the, the wages side are as well is, is probably more attractive to uh, a lot of young people than they might expect. Um, I know in our article it says in just a year many companies have increased wages from 17 to $18 per hour to 20 per hour for local halls just to keep drivers on staff. And that labor shortage has made the job market more competitive, pitting company against company as they try to attract more qualified drivers to inc- for incoming uh, job orders. Um, I mean, what what is a relative range that a truck driver might expect to make uh, over as they get into the industry from where they might start to where they could see a, a sustainable career? You know, uh, around Danville, a lot of the factories probably starts out in that 12 to $14 an hour range as far as, you know, just warehouse labor. Uh, probably starting out in a truck, uh, no experience. It's going to take you a while to get some experience, but uh, you're looking at starting $15, $16 an hour. Uh, you know, working your way up, you know, $20 an hour is not out of reason. Uh, you know, that's on the short haul, small trucks. You know, you graduate up from there, you know, learn and uh, get into one of our transports. You know, we've got transport drivers making 75 to up to 100000 a year. So, I mean, you know, you can make some really good money. Uh, these trucks, you know, are based locally, so the driver's home every night. They're not living in the truck. They're not living on the road. You know, they go and come and work normal work days just like you and I. So, without a doubt, you can make good money driving a truck professionally. And, um, you know, I think experts agree that the truck driver shortage is partly due to so many older drivers retiring simultaneously. I mean, I think back to the uh, 70s and the 80s with Smokey and the Bandit and BJ and the Mayor. You know, there was a whole time when the the persona of the truck driver or, you know, in the 70s and 80s, that was, it was kind of a whole culture uh, and it was really glorified in, in a lot of popular television and media. You don't see that today. And, and so you, it's kind of absent from the idea of a lot of career narratives for people. I agree. I agree. Uh, but again, I think that's where the trucking industry as a whole needs to reach out to some of the schools, trade schools, and show these folks that, you know, hey, we're not the old type, greasy, grimy driver, you know, had to crawl out of the truck and work on it and stuff. You know, my guys come, you know, they've got their boots, they've got their uh, uniforms on. They're nice, neat, clean. Inside their trucks are clean. Outside's kept clean. So, I mean, it's not the old stigma, I guess, that everybody thinks it is. I mean, these are, again, pristine vehicles, and we want to keep them in that shape uh, because safety's first with our company. So it's really a professional driver today. It's a true true career that people can commit long-term to and be proud of. Um, I know, too, that there have been improvements in making the tr- uh, truck driving industry more diverse. Uh, and with so many, with so few women drivers, it's clearly an opportunity for the industry as a whole. Um, 
but I and I think also making it more available and attractive to young people, as you said before. Uh, anyone in school now should consider truck driving as a potential avenue to start their career or perhaps pay for some of that student debt that so many students are, are facing when they get out of school. I think so. Uh, again, looking at some of these kids when they come out of college, the debt load that they've incurred going to college, uh, not all, but a lot come out. They still don't really know what they want to do, but they look and say, hey, I owe $100,000 in student loans. I've got to get a job. i got to get to work. i got to do something. And I think uh, you can get into the truck driving industry or trade industry uh, at a minimal cost. And, you know, you don't have this burden of debt hanging over your head. So some young people cite that the new self-driving technology is a reason why they stay away from truck driving as a career. Is that a, uh, is that a real concern for, for young drivers? Well, from my perspective, I don't see that happening any way soon. Uh, I mean, you've got a control of a 80,000-pound vehicle. Anything can happen. Uh, beyond that, you've got to figure out how you're going to get it loaded, how you're going to get it unloaded from point A to point B, uh, especially back to the petroleum industry. They go to terminals. You've got to put in, you know, what product you want, how many gallons you want. So, you know, there's I don't see that technology happening anyway soon. But the training is very important because that's something that they do have to have in order to get started as a driver. Uh, it's certainly to advance in their career. Um, how do they go about getting that training? There's several truck driving schools that's out there, uh, and there's even some folks that will, you know, if, if they come on board, maybe driving a small truck to start with, will take the time and, and educate them and put them through the programs and the paces. But if you're talking going directly to a transport, then basically you need to go to a truck driving school, get out, then you're going to have to ride and with another driver that's been through the mill, so to speak, that's been around the block, that can show you and train you. We have a manual that I think it's two weeks minimum. Even if I hire a driver from another company that was just hauling fuel yesterday, if he comes to work for Wood for Transport, he has to go through day by day, and we have a program for him for 14 days to ensure that he properly knows how to load, unload, handle his truck, fill out his paperwork, and do what's required. Do you have to have a good working mechanical knowledge to be a, a driver? No. Again, that's kind of back in the day. If you broke down, no cell phones, no nothing, you either had to fix it yourself or you're stuck on the side of the road. Now we have onboard communications with that truck and that driver at all times. You know, we know where the trucks are. Uh, we've got cell phones that work off satellite that they can call in if they have a problem. We have companies that come out and work, do road calls, working on the trucks. Uh, if you have a flat, it's according to what happens. But we've got designated people that actually go out on the road to work on these trucks to get them back on the road safely. And again, we do a lot of preventive maintenance, and that's part of that reason is because we don't want that truck broke down. We want that truck to complete its cycles. We, we have our drivers do a pre- and post-trip uh, inspection, so if there's anything wrong, we can get it fixed before they get back in the truck the next morning. 
Well, as we know, truck driving affects the entire U.S. supply chain. Uh, here's some statistics. More than 68% of freight is transported across the country by truck. More than 89% of communities uh, in Kentucky depend on trucking alone to deliver and receive goods. Food, fuel, medical supplies, clothing, and more rely on the professional truck drivers to go from point A to point B. And without truck drivers, the price of goods will rise and stocks will run low, and particularly for perishables. Uh, when forced to decide, transportation companies will likely choose larger accounts and small local businesses are likely to be the most affected. That's why many transportation companies have already st started turning away jobs because they can't find enough drivers. So it's a real issue and, and it's one that our industry is, I hear voiced frequently at association meetings or in different articles, but I think to put a finer point on it as, as our nation has observed during the COVID-19 pandemic that truck deliveries are essential and are critical to daily life, particularly in emergencies. And uh, we've all seen the photos and news reports of empty shelves uh, where uh, toilet paper and cleaning supplies seemingly disappeared overnight. And it was truck deliveries that helped restock those items over time and, and calm the fears uh, when the initial panics subsided. So, uh, Without question, and they they definitely serve an essential role in our in our communities today. Absolutely, uh, you know it's the old adage that the truck drivers and the trucking industry move this nation, and that's very true. Uh, it's very crucial on the fuel standpoint of having our trucks running. Again, referencing the pandemic that we just been through, a lot of the stations can only hold about one tanker load. You know. Tanker loads, 8,500-gallon, they've got a 10,000-gallon unlead tank. It doesn't take long to go through that, so that truck's got to be on the road bringing fuel back or that station's running out. And then once you start letting one station run out, it goes right on down the street. They run out, they run out, you know, and, and then you've got a, a backlog of loads that's got to get there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's crucial to keep the industry rolling, and especially on the petroleum side. And I know in any emergency situation or uh, disaster that's occurred because of weather or other uh, phenomenon, it's uh, nobody want, wants to run out of fuel. And it's those trucks delivering those fuels to the convenience stores that, that keep everybody moving. That's exactly right. Well, um, we appreciate your time. Thank you for all you're doing to keep our uh, station supplied and and keep our economy moving through through these present times. Um, are there any words of advice you have for young people that might be considering a career in driving? You know, I would uh, I would definitely take a look at it. I'm sure. I know I would be more than happy to if somebody you know came up and said, "Hey, Mr. Hacker, you know, I'm thinking about wanting to drive a truck." What can you tell me? What can you show me? What mind spending time with them? What mind letting them take a look at some of our trucks, seeing how things work, how nice they are, and uh, giving them a rundown on the benefits? Because again, as the shortage grows, pay's going to grow, benefits are going to grow, and it's going to be a buyer's market, so to speak. These guys are going to be able to almost name their own price. Well, you heard it here. Um, if you're graduated from school and looking for a job, consider professional driving uh, as an option and certainly one for a professional career. Uh, after you pay, repay those student loans, you might just find this is a, a career that you didn't realize that was a great fit for, for you long term. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks again, Scott. We appreciate being with us today. Uh, keep trucking. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> and uh, you've been listening to Fueling Kentucky, the KPMA podcast. Join us uh, each time we sign on to give you more updates on what's happening in the fueling industry here in Kentucky. And you can learn more about the KPMA at www.kpma.org.